0: I'm Jesse Humphrey, after the gig. I just want to let you know that this episode is available in video, recording video today on the Patreon, for patrons only on Patreon. So, I'm Jesse, this is after the gig again. I'm by myself today, um, just wanted to cover a couple of things. Uh, you can always email into the show, I'll just do get this all out of the way. You can always email into the show. After the gig pod at gmail.com. <clears throat> I couldn't get after the gig at gmail.com. Someone already had it. So if you've been sending your emails there, I'm not getting them. Um, okay. So a couple things to cover. So carbon leaf went out on the road um the a few weeks ago, and I just need to kind of gather my thoughts here because I'm like, haven't done this in a while. Um, and the reason for that is I've just been enjoying the summer. It's just been, um, a lot has been going on and, uh, there really isn't, really isn't like a big reason for it, but, um, actually there kind of is, but, um, I haven't had much time to do, to do the show, um, because, I just want to enjoy the summer. There's because there's a couple of things happening. We're actually moving uh, September first, so finding a new apartment, figuring out you know where we're gonna be, uh, childcare, the fact that we have a huge fall tour coming up um, is is uh, really stressful. So I just thought that maybe taking some time. And figuring those things out first, which are really important, then um, you know, recording and editing a podcast um, was just a little bit more more important. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to stop. So, if you think that the show is done, it's not. You can't get rid of me that easily. Um, so, like I said before, Carbon Leaf had some shows. And uh, if you follow the show and you're not and you don't know who Carbon Leaf is, uh, it's just the band that I play for. I'm sure most people know that already. But, um, you know, I don't know. Some people listen. They don't know who it is I want it to be. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, so the, the, the other thing about not doing this so much is like I get so in my own head about what people think about it. You know, I'll get comments every now and then. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then a lot of people post carbon leaf stuff on the after the gig page and it's it's not supposed to be I don't know. It is it is you can't control everything. But <clears throat> um yeah. So no I guess there's a lot of stuff to kind of unpack here. <laughs> um so the gigs the gigs that we play were out in in Ohio. Um I don't even remember some of the places that we were in, but I particularly remember the, the Ohio Show, because it was in Warren, Ohio. It was supposed to be at Kent state. So if you're in a band and you've played Kent uh, the Kent stage before, it's like one of the it's like a great place to hit um, uh, in the country. So unfortunately, what happened was, and a lot of people were asking questions about why the show was moved to Warren, and it wasn't in Kent, um, which was kind of a bummer because I love walking around. Kent the campus it's like a nice it ends up being a nice day um so that was kind of a bummer to not be able to do that but we got to play this wonderful this beautiful theater in um in Warren Ohio which was like I don't know if anyone is from Warren but this place I couldn't believe it was in Warren (laughs) I I couldn't believe it. it was like this beautiful place and uh um You know, we got, we got there. It's always nice when there's a full crew. There's a full crew there that's helping out that is excited that you're there. And especially there's there's this, there is this excitement of people being out and playing shows now that things are back open. Um, So that was like really cool to have them all there and, exciting that they wanted to they just make you feel like you're bigger than you are <laughs> you know especially when you're in a in a place that doesn't it, it you, they know that the seats are going to be half empty you know what i mean so you're, they're expecting you to play kent there's also people that are still not comfortable going out and being around a lot of people which is completely 100 percent understandable I completely get it if you're not there yet. Um, so hopefully that more more people are feeling comfortable by I don't know September, a couple of months from now, September October. Who knows, man? Who knows? I I turned off the news months ago. I just got so sick of hearing about it. I got so sick of of listening to people that are not experts talk as if they're experts. And then I got even more sick of people listening to those people. And then that circulating and, and people's opinions. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I just couldn't take it anymore. And I'm just like, great. I got a vaccine. I'm fine. If that's what it takes for me to get out into the world and fly again and, 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 uh, travel around and play shows and do the thing that I love. Great. And I wonder how other musicians feel about it. You know, it's, it's, I know that there's people that I hear talking that, um, you know, they're, they're not exacerbate exacerbating, but they're just like making more, I think, making more of the situation than it is. They said, they make it, such a big deal that they're out there and that they want that it's like, you know, that they want it to be safe, but I think they just want to work. And I I think a lot of those things and that, you know, making more of it than what it is, is just a way to, I don't know that they want, they want their, they want their people, they want their fans to feel comfortable. And I'm not talking about one specific person or anything. I'm just like lots of, lots of posts that I see on social media is just like a little bit of virtue signaling, and that's fine. If you want to do that, whatever. But when it comes down to it, people are people want to get out and the musicians want to play. I have I have not had a conversation with a single musician, and I'm not going to name any names, but I haven't had a conversation with someone where the where the overwhelming <laughs> um point of it was that Thank God we're, we're, we're out here. I don't care. We're like, I just w- want to play. Like, I need to get back to work. There's plenty of people that have been working through this whole thing, but I don't know. Um, I'm just happy. I'm just really, really happy that, um, that we're doing it again and that we're out in the world and that we can stay in a, in a 24-hour Walmart parking lot. And go in at all hours of the night and go buy whatever we need. And, uh, and it's fine. And you don't have to go in with a mask. If you're vaccinated, don't have to go in with a mask and, uh, and it's all right. All is right with the world. We did do that. We stayed in a, in a Walmart parking lot and that's a normal thing for us. There's no flying J or pilot around. Um, and they're, and we need stuff or whatever, we can post up in the back of a Walmart parking lot and go in and, you know, fill up on food, whatever, whatever we need. But sometimes it's fun to get in after a gig at like midnight, um, probably even later. Excuse me. It's funny. I haven't talked like a lot in a while. and. And getting like it sounds ridiculous, but getting the the breathing like the pace of the breathing back. Um, but yeah, uh, getting getting in in those Walmart parking lots is is uh, is pretty special. It's a nice place to end up. But we were in Warren, Ohio, so I felt like everybody that was like fucking with us. It, it, there was just something about this place that when we would get out of the out of the rig. And we would walk over, it was like a big plaza, so, you know, there's a Walmart and there's a little road that connects to uh, Quaker steak and lube and a Chipotle and a Subway and a GameStop and all, you know, one of those types of places. And, um, and walking to the Chipotle, which was our food of choice for that couple of days that we were there. Um, someone always like yelled something out the window, like why do people do that? I don't get it. I guess it's something I would do when I was younger. Um, but it felt like I didn't want to walk alone. <laughs> I didn't want to walk alone over there in Warren, Warren, Ohio. Um, all right. I'm trying to look through my calendar here. You can see on the video, which is only available on Patreon. Patreon.com slash after the gig. Let's see. <clears throat> Cleveland. Oh, that was a private show private you can't come harleysville pa was that yep that was private too um oh we played the tally ho dude going in having the tally ho two nights at the tally ho for your first shows back actually tally ho and then and then i'm pretty sure yeah it was baltimore so having those three shows as your first shows back indoors in a club, full capacity, no limitations, no masks, whatever. That was, that was like oddly, it, it is odd how, how normal it felt, how quickly it felt normal. Does that make sense? It was odd how quickly everything felt normal. We were just playing a show again. Um, And I have some feelings about that too, but, it was so crazy. It was just like a an odd thing to see a sea of people in front of you without wearing masks after 15 months of like not being able to do that and not be, not seeing anyone's face in any kind of normal situation, like in a grocery store or whatever. And I'm just, you know, everyone talks about this shit, so I don't want to get too much into it, but it was like really cool to see. And I was actually kind of surprised in my reaction and I was, like, worried about it that it just felt, all right, we're back to normal. You know, I said, like, hey, I wouldn't complain, car, I wouldn't complain at all about a load in or load out because of, like, you know, just getting back to it. And I complained the first day. I was like, we have too much shit, guys. So what is that? Like, why, why, like, you know, is, is that? And I actually thought, like, is this because I don't want to do this? Is this because I just like, I've always hated, hated moving gear and setting up and breaking down. Um, I don't know. It's like, is the love of doing it going away? And I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'd i like to, to not think so. Um, <clears throat> but there's just a lot. There's a lot of different factors, like having a kid and being on the road and thinking about those things. And you're like, oh man, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. It's like the day-to-day work stuff that you're like, man, there's parts of this that I like, that I love. But sometimes there's this bullshit that I just like, I can't get past. I can't get past the way I feel about it. Or I can't like amp myself up and be like, hey, this is fine. You know, this is just something, this is just what is part of it. This is how you deal with it. So I don't know that, that part of it bummed me out a little bit because I didn't know, I didn't know why I felt like that. So, and that was, uh, I guess, I guess it's understandable. I guess it's understandable, but like Tally Ho, just being in the town and set up for a couple, a couple days in Leesburg, cause that, that strip there, I don't know the name of the street, but it's the main road that kind of goes up a hill. There's a great, um, <clears throat> coffee spot I went to for three, three days in a row. And it's like a white wall and it's literally a hole in the wall. It's, it's just a window and you go up to the window and get coffee. And it was really, really good. Um, so I did that. I love being in a place for more than one night because you can kind of develop a routine and I love a routine. So that was, uh, that was really nice to do. And, uh, John, um, who's on the last episode, John is at the point, he knows I complain about, um, my unhealthiness and the fact that I need to get in shape. And I'm at the point where (laughs) he's at the point where he doesn't ask me if I should work out with him anymore. It's at the point where he says, you should work out with me and he's putting pressure on me and I'm not, and I know that I need it, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I like the approach. Um, And I'm weird like that. So that will rub me in a way. But I know that he just, he just, uh, he loves me and he wants me to be healthy and I appreciate it. But um, I remember one of the most grueling workouts I ever did with him was in Leesburg on the grassy patch right next to the venue. And I just like, I have flashbacks and the same thing happened in Baltimore. We did a workout on the floor, right in front of the stage at uh, Baltimore Soundstage, and it was just grueling. It was myself, um, John, and Barry, and it was like this ridiculous workout. It's just so intense. I don't know, I get scared, I get, uh, I'm so out of shape that whenever I work out with them, it's just so intense that I have a hard time playing the show that night. So at that point, it's like damage control. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna have this awkward moment and say no, and i know that i know that john's judging me for it but i also want to be able to lift my arms to play drums so that's that's what was going on that weekend the stupid shit that we deal with on the road man it's just it'll never change it'll never change we did a private show in connecticut too oh yeah that was a fun one i mean uh the guy had a Peloton in the garage and it was like so sick. I didn't realize how crazy cool Pelotons were. They're crazy. I don't know if I could handle having people in the Peloton network know that. That that's a big thing. I don't like I don't like working out with other people. I don't want people to see me struggle. That's my problem. <clears throat> Warren talked about that, the beautiful theater in Warren, it was unbelievable. If uh, if you're ever at the Robbins Theater, if you ever have a chance to go to the Robbins Theater, it's beautiful. And the people there are so nice, and they took uh, great care of us. Their washing machine did ruin my shirt, a brand-new shirt, which I was a little upset about. Um, so that was a bummer. <clears throat> Ogunquit. Played Ogunquit, Maine. Um, just the stops. like the, the, A lot of these were stops that we had to cancel before. So getting to them was, you know, it was tricky for some people that maybe it was it didn't work with their schedule this time around. So they had to uh, n- maybe not be able to come to the show. Or like I said before, people might have been uncomfortable, but um, Ogunquit, Maine, those guys, they wised up. So whenever we go to Ogunquit, Maine, they give us the menu and we order off of it. And when I say that, I mean we order whatever is on it. A couple years ago, I ordered the double lobster special. And that's not like two lobster tails, four claws, bunch of legs. That is two lobsters. Two full-grown-ass lobsters. And they put them on a plate in front of you, and I make a mess, and I get so full and happy about it, it's so, so, so yummy. It's so, so, so good. And um, they ended up making a band menu because the bill, <laughs> the bill for these meals, we have six people with us, six, seven people. It's like, Ooh, it's, it's, the tab ends up being like $700 or something. And it's just like, all right, comped. <laughs> but it was uh they wised up and they made a band menu which didn't have double lobster on it but it did have like shrimp cocktail i forget what i ordered there were some really really great stuff on there i had a great meal um a great meal which i can't remember what it was i think it was oh uh the seafood chowder had like i love a, i love a seafood chowder um and it had scallops and stuff and it was fantastic <clears throat> but Jonathan's shout out two nights there, and then uh Tecan, which ended up being at Lookout Farm in Natick, Massachusetts, which, which was like the perfect day. Ethan and my wife came out and it was the perfect way to end that um that two week trip getting back into it and playing and playing in front of some family and stuff so but yeah th- those were the two weeks, and like I said, it was amazing it was amazing to be out on the road and play, but the stresses of just having so much stuff to do and, and having a kid and figuring out childcare and, um, and all those things makes, makes everything more difficult for everyone. You know, it's not just everyone has to deal with these things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was great. It was great being there. And if you're at any of the shows, um, thank you. For coming, I always feel like we should have a message the same way that Delta sends you uh, a message after your first flight back after the pandemic. It's like thank you for for you know for coming back and 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 seeing us on your first trip back or whatever and trusting us and it was nice it was nice. And I could see a lot of people getting emotional about it. And, uh, for some reason, man, I don't know why, I don't know why it was just like, all right, right back to it. (laughs) Who, Who knows? Who knows? Um, like I mentioned, we're moving. We are moving. Uh, our apartment is on the third floor in Providence and we can't do it anymore with groceries and a toddler who is just constantly just eating all the time it's crazy and he's so heavy so we're moving we don't know uh exactly what we're doing or where we're going we have a plan but um but we're thinking about uh some different options so if you know anyone in the Rhode Island area that has a beautiful three-bedroom apartment let me know please um what else next week i'll mention this now so next week on the show i have uh um i have a guest his name is grayson he was featured on the uh, records revisited podcast episode with me um and uh and the guys from records revisited so i met him on that podcast when we were doing it together and i really really liked him and i thought he was cool so i was like hey you want to be on my podcast and a few months later, it worked. It worked out. So, um, I'm excited to have him on. He'll be on next week. <clears throat> Hold on a I really hope, um, I mean, fireworks have been going off everywhere for like days now, sometimes weeks, and, uh, it, it's, it's no different here and, uh, I just like every time I put down Ethan for a nap, I'm just so scared that he's going to wake up and uh, ruin everything. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, all right, next thing. I've been noticing that throughout the pandemic, like throughout the pandemic, I did a live stream called Over the Hump, which I'm not sure if it's completely dead yet, but... I've been noticing that a lot of musicians maybe as a side hustle or whatever what what they were doing or a lot of people were trying to get either in better shape or they're trying to, um, I don't know, just better, better themselves. And it, it was just odd to me. It seemed like an interesting thing that almost everyone in this position or trying to do this thing was, also trying to become some kind of motivational speaker and I don't mean it as like a dig on anyone like you're gonna do what you're gonna do and that's fine and if that's if that's passionate if you're like If you're affecting other people in a positive way, then I think that's I think that's great um, I I could use less, you know uh, pictures of of people flexing with their shirt off on my feet. I did a lot of unfollowing over, <laughs> over the course of the last few months. I'm just like, why do I, why am I seeing this? This is for catching up with people and baby pictures and, um, and that kind of thing. And I, I saw it from so many, so many different people. And I just thought it was very, very interesting that people would go to that, end of the spectrum of like, all right, I'm going to do this, but in order to keep, maybe it's because they wanted to find a way to keep themselves motivated, which I think is pretty legitimate. Like if you're going to, I mean, my first, my first reaction to this is like, this is stupid. <laughs> like I can't see this, but now that I'm thinking about it, like really trying to like figure it out and not be super judgmental about it, I'm thinking maybe this is the way to keep themselves in check and there is possibly something to it. Um, but it, it just it just seemed like everybody was trying to be Tony Robbins for, for, uh, for a few months and now nobody's doing it because people are go actually going to the gym <laughs> and going to see professionals and stuff. And I don't know, I don't know why I even wrote that down in my notes, but it was just, um, It's just odd to me that everyone was doing that. And and I think that if you're going to, if you need to be motivated or if you're going to, if you're doing it to like keep everybody, keep yourself in check, sure, that's fine. It's interesting to post it on social media. But if you're going to, I think that motivation to do anything comes from yourself. Like for me to get into the gym or to, stick to a diet or to not drink for like, for over a year, you have to, for me, I had to get to the point where I was like, I hate myself right now. (laughs) Or like I'm having heart palpitations in bed or I just, I'm just at a point of this is either going to go really bad or it can get better. And I think everybody has to be their own motivation for things to stick to it and to last. And if you're doing, I think a lot of that stuff of, of posting and on social media, like um, it, it is something to be proud of and to show people what you're doing and show people your progress. But when you're trying to tell other people how to do it or what to do, then I think it's at a point of like, you're trying to get like likes or be, or, or, you're trying to get something out of it. That's weird. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I have a big problem with, with, with social media and, and how people use it and, uh, and the fame, the fame seeking, but I'm a guy on a couch recording myself talk to you and I have a camera in front of me. So it's like, what, you know, what's different about that? And it also reminds me of another topic because that doesn't seem like it's really going. Like the more and more I, you know, you have these thoughts and the more and more I think about it, I'm like, I'm just, I just sound, I don't want to sound dude. I don't want to put anyone down for, uh, for doing, for doing something that's making them better, you know, and, and they want other people. Maybe, maybe it's legitimate. Um, <clears throat> could be, maybe it's not though. Uh, so the other thing, Uh, the next thing I have written down in my notebook here, my handy dandy notebook is that Netflix specials. So I saw the best Netflix special comedy special, you know, and there's lots of different ones. So you have, you know, one of my favorite comedians is Tom Segura. Love his stuff, very dark humor and he's on, you can watch him on Netflix and everything, but Bo Burnham released a special called inside and a lot of people are talking about it. Um, or a lot of people in the artistic community, whatever they're talking about it. And, um, it's one of the best pieces of content or art that I've seen in a very long time. Bo Burnham quit comedy five years ago, five, six years ago because he was having crippling stage fright. He like could not perform in front of people anymore, which was crazy because, you know, you watch him perform in any of his older specials. He is incredible. Like just very extremely animated. Like you would never think that this person is, is, uh, freaking out internally from crippling anxiety. Um, And it's, and it's, it's crazy to me after, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like that way at all, but he, uh, he finally released a special and he created it at his house. He wrote it, shot it, directed, edited, edited it. Um, all he did, the whole thing by himself. And with that thought in mind, knowing that he did it all himself just shows you how incredibly talented he is, first of all, but then you have to like execute a great thing. And it it was, it was, it was genius. So the way he put it together and the songs that he created and the messages behind the songs in this time now, and he's a self-proclaimed, you know, fame addict. He's, he's one of these guys that like loves the attention and stuff, but he knows he's self-aware. There's a lot of jokes about that in, in the thing. So, I, this is an, I am, this is a, not an advertisement, but I'm telling you, um, if you want to watch something really, really great, go watch Bo Burnham's special inside on Netflix. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, <clears throat> great light art, I think in, it inspires. So that, that particularly, um, inspired me i was like i'm gonna get the camera out and i'm gonna make some stuff and it immediately was like fuck how did he do all this it was incredible i i had no idea you have no idea that it's it's a lot of the idea behind um famous people and like pop stars thinking that they're you thinking that they're not talented or people thinking that they're not talented it's so not true first of all you know, I feel like it's more, it's more rare that they don't have talent and it's just like money behind them and they're just up there like a dancing clown. But I don't think that's the case for most people. Uh, I think they're very talented and you don't, and they're up there and it's such a polished thing you're seeing and they're so comfortable and relaxed and they make it look easy. That can like, that can build this perception that this person's actually not talented, which is, which is an interesting thing that happens. But with Bo, you see, you see right off the bat, this was shot, edited, all done by him. And then he's doing it and it looks great and it sounds great, And, and it's, and it's very honest and it's very revealing. You know, it's just, um, it's just one of those things where, uh, where you watch it and you're like, wow, this guy like really did something. And he did it over a year, over a year. And you can see it progress and progress and progress. And it gets dark. gets really dark. It's how he feels over the course of a pandemic being locked in a room for a year, creating this thing. So, um, it's incredible. It really is. So I, I, uh, I think you should go watch it. I think everyone should go watch it. Um, so <clears throat> That's really it. Keep it pretty short here since it's just me and I have the video. and um, Over the Hump is going to happen again, my live stream on Facebook. So watch out for that. I'm going to announce it well before I actually do it. I've been missing it. I've been missing playing. Um, and I think that you, you see a lot of people when they do something like art artists that are I've been having struggles thinking like I'm actually not doing anything. So I feel like if I'm actually writing music and I'm creating and I'm doing something in front of in and in, you know, putting things out, then I'm actually doing something doing something like valid. Um I don't I don't like being a behind the scenes person. Like I I feel like I, I like to be out for, I'm I'm opinionated. I've had a lot of like disagreements with the leader of a situation and uh and it's so small. It's so stupid to think of even something as little of, of as a live stream, but it's like uh it connects itself into a lot of other aspects and I um I'm going to start working more at that kind of thing and uh yeah, it's just a I think a lot of like side men think that way. And I don't know. I'd be interesting to talk to a lot of them because there's so many like incredible side men, but I feel like they all have the great ones all have like this, their own thing on the side, um, that they, that scratches that kind of itch for them. So they're not just always taking orders or like always having to be at someone else's beck and call. They can always work on something. I don't know. I guess this podcast is is part of that too, but, um, and I just like talking through my thoughts to you guys. Um, it's like therapy. <laughs> um, all right, I've been saying I'm um a lot, and I've made it through my list, and. I'm happy uh, I was hap- I was so happy to see everybody. don't get me wrong about uh, the shows and, and feeling the way I felt. It was just a, it was just an odd feeling. It was something that I'd never really thought about before. I, I, I had the thought about like, do I really love doing this? And, um, and I do. I, I do, and it's something that I need to think about more. Um, I think that the travel is a struggle for me. Um, so that's a difficult, that's a difficult part of the thing. Cause that's part of the job, you know, you got to travel. Um, but when you're the only guy that has to catch a flight on the day before and then go, you know, take pills that allow you to sleep on the flight and then you're groggy all day and then you have to go early the next day and then you have to drive ohio and so it's, it's a lot it's a lot a lot a lot but you know a lot of people there's a lot of 20 something 30 something year olds that are sitting at home being like man i wish i could have your gig and i and i try to remember that i try to remember that hey no i i Earn this earn the spot I've worked at it for a long time and um, and there's other people that would would jump at the chance to do it so it's all relative it's hard to it's hard to like equate that to anything <laughs> but you know you feel the way that you feel um, and that's kind of how I how I was uh, feeling the last that that two weeks of shows of being like oh you were doing this thing where you could communicate with being the live stream or the podcast or whatever where you could communicate freely and then now you're back in the thing where you're in the back seat, and that was a little bit um, maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of it maybe it's like we're in the back you like doing this other thing so much and then you're back there I, I don't know um, That's, I don't know, that's part of, that's part of, that's part of the whole thing, I guess. Fucking drummers, man. Why do drummers always want to be up front? Always. Had that problem. It was funny because when I was in love in Stockholm and uh, Charlie, our lead singer, Charlie, was, was singing stuff. We would always, like, we had the same, like, without music, I love charlie but on the road we like butt heads so much and uh and we got into these arguments like we got into like like real you know a lot of it was just being young and 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 hard-headed and and just stupid um and on my own part but there's just so many moments where it was like where egos where ego was just man if there's anything i can tell you is just get your ego in check I'm still trying. Still trying hard at it. So get that shit in check, but drummers always want to be at the front. Phil Collins, you know, Taylor Hawkins, he's really good at it, though. But he has a lead singer that, like, lets it happen, you know? Um, But I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think I think it's like, start, you know, have a Providence-based band, like, May I'll Play Guitar, find if any players, if you're in, if you're in Providence, like I actually have been starting to get out and go to clubs and go to shows and stuff, kind of sit in the back of the bars. I've been going to this place called Askew, uh, which is not too far away from me. And it's been awesome. It's been so great getting out and seeing live music and, you know, going to the open mics and watching all these different artists. So if you're in, if you're in Rhode Island and, um, and you know of a spot, or you know, I'm here, man. I'm here. I want to go. I want to go out and check out the scene. So, <clears throat> all right. That is it. I think that's it. If you want to check out what I'm doing, jessyhumphrey.com, email into the show. Uh, I'm always looking for your feedback. Love hearing from you guys. After the gig pod at gmail.com. Uh, merch store uh, is, you can get it. You can hit the link uh, through my through the website JesseHumphrey com and if you want to see this podcast and other exclusive content um, video wise uh, and and all different types of things please consider supporting the show on patreon patreon.com slash slash after the gig um, it means a lot to me keeps it going uh, keeps the lights on so please consider supporting there and i will see you hopefully very soon oh the other thing i wanted to say was i think i miss i miss meet and greets from the person that hates meet and greets i miss meet and greets and i think after doing two weeks of shows with no meet and greets i think meet and greets go along have i had this curl sticking down this whole time um I think meet and greets go such a long way, such a long way. And I think we're really fucking up by not doing them. (laughs) So anyway, that's my last thought. And um, I will see you soon. Love you all.